right now. We're going to go to our Bibles. Appreciate the presence of God here tonight. Hallelujah. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 56. Isaiah 56. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence here today. Thank you for, Lord, brothers and sisters, Lord, that that are hungry for more of you, God. I'm asking you to help me, Lord, to just let you have your way tonight, God. So important tonight, God, what you have for us. And we ask you, please, to just anoint it and deliver it to our hearts. Deliver it, Lord. Lord, into our lives that we may be doers of your word. We love you. We thank you, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. Isaiah 56 verse 7 says, Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. And the Lord God, which gathered the outcasts of Israel, saith, Yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. God bless you. You can be seated. Last Wednesday, we read the scripture in the book of Philippians about pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. Amen. And uh, talked about some things, had the whiteboard pulled up here and uh, talked about some things that if we're going to be uh, strong Christians and uh, I, I don't believe it should be anybody's goal to be a lukewarm Christian. I, I know what Jesus said about lukewarmness. And I, I believe that it ought to be when we recognize what God did for us, when we recognize how he gave his very best for us. Amen. When we think about Calvary, think about the great price that was paid for our sins to be forgiven. It, it, it is an offense and it's so obnoxious, can I say, to think that we would just say, okay, God, save me, but I don't really think I want to do a whole lot for your kingdom. I don't think I really want to give you all of me or the best of me. How, how offensive that must be. I think if you really get an understanding, well, first the book of Romans talks about the exceeding sinfulness of sin. You won't want to be near sin. You don't want to want to be around it. You don't want to you you don't want a little bit of it. You when you recognize God's holiness and, and the sinfulness of sin, oh, you'll thank God for his grace every day. Amen. And you'll do all you can to love him and serve him with your whole heart. So it ought to be our desire. Praise God. The Bible talks about being a living sacrifice unto God. Now he was our perfect sacrifice. Amen. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't be anything. But in him, we still have a choice. We still have a choice how we are going to serve him. And we ought to give him our very best. The Bible says, whatever you find to do, whatever your hand finds to do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Amen. Do it with all your heart. Do it with with, with, uh, zeal, with fervor unto God. Amen. I believe God's people ought to be passionate in their worship. They ought to be passionate in their service and their sacrifice to God. Amen. Because that is just a reflection of of our appreciation of all that he has done for us. We talked about some 
some goals. Talked about had you interact and, and offer some ideas and some thoughts. And, and I, I want to have it back there. I'm going to leave it back there. Might pull it up here maybe next week or so. But uh, I, I want to look at some of these things. Very basic. Very basic today. But I feel I just can't get away from it. That sometimes the very simple things is where we're stumbling. Some of the very basic things, if we overlook them, and I recognize in this world, it, it just seems like that is the case. The very basic things, sometimes we overcomplicate things. But if we can get back to the simplicity, the Word of God says, which is in Christ, sometimes that's the key to it. And I want to take the first two things that we talked about last week uh, about goals and what we should be be looking at in our lives and and uh the first thing that somebody brought up was the word of god right. now the bible isn't a goal but be knowing the bible amen being we ought to ought to have a desire to to get into the word of god and get something out of it amen we ought to get ourselves more and more familiar with the word of god I shared something with a brother the other day uh, after I had uh, shared with my wife as well that, that I was listening to some preaching. And, and uh, it's just, I mean, I've been in the Word for, for most of my life and just loving and excited about it. And I was listening to some preaching in my car and I just stopped and I said, oh, this is just so good. I want to share it with somebody. I never saw it quite like that. I never really, it was a little bit a more of a layer of the, of the Word of God. I said, oh, how amazing that is. And, and if you will make up your mind to say, I, I want to know the Word of God more. Yeah. Also prayer. Praise God that our prayers would, would be a time in our life that draws us closer to God. That our prayers are to have an effective prayer life. I want to talk about what that looks like, what that means. I feel like there's some here today without a doubt that you're I'm not saying that God's not going to challenge you in some ways. I believe he will. But I'm not here to throw a guilt trip on folks. But I do believe that there's some here today just through prayer and reaching out to God and how God's been dealing with me that that you need to reexamine your time in prayer and time in his word. Thank God you're here tonight, and I believe it's going to be a help to you. Thank God that worship and church is is valuable to you. But when you get home and you have your own schedule and somebody's not looking over your shoulder and nobody's picking up a microphone and saying, come on, let's really press in in prayer. Let's really touch heaven. But you're all by yourself. Praise God. You, you need to to have a... A relationship with God that that is rich and deep and and that's what it is about. Let me tell you something. First of all, prayer, Bible study, reading your Bible, uh, it, it is not. Uh, it, it's got to be more than just a commandment of God. It's got to be more. You got to know what the point is. I think somebody here, you've lost the point of it. Praise God. You've lost the real value of why it's important. And that's why it can just fall by the wayside. If you if it's not very valuable to you, you don't really protect it very much. Amen. It, it, it's got to be more than than just a commandment. It's got to be more than than, than just a, a duty to God. It's you've got to recognize that this is 
how we are going to grow stronger in our relationship with him. To know him. And like, like they say sometimes, to know him is to love him. The more you know him, the more you'll love him. Prayer. Reading your Bible, studying your Bible, knowing your Bible. This is how we communicate with God. We, we talk to him. We listen in the spirit. We listen through reading his word and we get to know him and we develop our, There's too many people. Listen to me. I'm telling you, I've talked to people that have been excited. They've been enthusiastic. They've spent a lot of time centered around religion, if you will. And if you hear them for very long, they're telling you how much they love God. But you find out they don't really know him. They're basing it all on what they like, what they think. Amen. They've done a really good job of creating God in their own image. Amen. They come up with an idea about God and they're excited about it. They want to share with everybody. Say, wait a minute. Well, that's that's not who God is. You have ever heard somebody say, well, the God that I serve, he wouldn't do that. Well, the God you serve is is a make-believe God if it doesn't line up with the word of God. And God reveals himself to us through his word. And as we pray, this isn't just a, 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 a textbook that we're, we're studying, but, but there's, it said my words are spirit and they are life. So they're ignited through prayer. So that we can know him so much of what a lot, a lot of people as well that I've met are their, their, their understanding has become so shallow and they know some things about God, but as soon as, as, as trouble and trials hit, it's, it's less about this is what the word says. You know, I'll tell you something. When the devil came at Jesus, he said, it is written. Amen. Hey, this is when it's really going to matter. You need to know what God said. That'll fight the devil. Amen. I, I, I don't mind encouraging motivational quotes. I like them. I share them sometimes. Amen. But nothing is a sword like the word of God. And the word of God in the, in the mouth of, of a child of God who prays. Amen. The devil's got no chance. But if you're based on a lot of motivational speaking, amen, there's a lot of neat stuff out there. I'm going to tell you, we are, are, are flooded with things that are building confidence. You know why people need confidence? Praise God. And they think they need confidence because they don't have a walk with God. Amen. Praise God. Because I'll tell you what the Bible says, not to put any confidence in the flesh. But if I start telling you you're awesome and you're great and, and you need to make affirmations of I am this and I am that, I want to tell you what, the devil doesn't care what you think about yourself. Amen. But when you find out who you are in the word of God, brother was talking about identity. When you figure out what God said about it and you're not standing up saying, devil, I'm telling you, I have this strength. No, you don't. But when you say, hey, here's what God said. Here's what God said. And I've been spending time in his presence. Hallelujah. The devil's going to flee. Amen. Personal strength and growth is going to come through that relationship with God. Amen. I told you many times if I if I told you my wife and I are so close, praise God, we're so and, and I wouldn't be lying to you. But if uh, you ask me, well, man, brother, talk to me about that. And I said, well, you know, I mean, we don't really we don't really spend a lot of time together. 
And I don't really listen to her very much, and I don't really know a lot about her. You know, you start asking me about her favorite color and, and what her favorite meal is. I don't know all about that. I mean, I would take some. Without communication, obviously, you're not close. Amen. You can talk a lot and you can say a lot, but you like you a lot. And you throw God into that mix and say, but you listen to a lot of folks that say they're real close to God. They're really real close to themselves. And they like to take verses out of context that validate them. Amen. And they, I know I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Well, it says you could be abased. You might be able to get through a bad day and still be a Christian. No, don't confuse the matter. (laughs) Amen. With context. Yeah, this this Bible is a lot richer and a lot deeper, and yeah. and so is prayer, yeah. than just what you like and what you want, and right. trying to find keys on how to get what I want. Right. Praise the Lord! When you find out, see, start start focusing on what God wants and what God likes. Right. Amen. What do you want me to do? I'll tell you what, I could spend all day telling God what I want and how I like it and what I want him to do. And, and how much time do I spend saying, God, what do you want? When I find out in the word of God, this is what he likes. And I start to rearrange my life. See, this is the, the Bible says here, not just the hearers, the doers are going to be blessed. So I know prayer and Bible reading, Bible study. Um, if you're in a rut. You're going to have to make up your mind to change some habits. You're going to have to make up your mind and say, listen, this is I could do better here because it's so vital in your relationship with God. You can you can come to church and feel some some anointing and feel some power and and feel some excitement, enthusiasm and get a real touch. But without that real day by day walk with God, that you're just spending time with him in his word and in his presence. Amen. I I don't want to have any wrong ideas. I, I, I find a lot of people, and I think it's the bad preaching's fault a lot of times, that I've done my best not to come across in a way that, that prayer and uh, Bible reading and Bible study sets unrealistic expectations. I mean... I think we ought to be able to say, God, how can I do better? And that's the goal of this teaching. Uh, but, but sometimes I feel like people really have the idea that, that they're worthless and they're no good because they don't pray an hour or two hours or, you know, that if I'm not, I heard somebody, I, I, I've said this several times fairly recently within the last months or years and and somebody came to me just recently isn't it right isn't it true that if you know how can i do this it just almost seems impossible because if i'm not just always praying am i really giving my best to god yeah the god god's got a lot of things for us to do and not just not just spend time in his presence amen there's there's a lot of responsibilities and things you you work your job and you're with your family and you've got responsibilities there and, and you fulfill godliness in those things. That's why the Bible talks about those promises that he gave us. He gave us and, and he gave us all that pertains unto life and godliness. So. This isn't something that you ought to carry guilt around with you constantly, no matter how much you pray. I believe there's people here with vibrant prayer lives. And you shouldn't feel guilty about that. 
Amen. Whew, man, it got cold there for a second there. He's like, I don't think he's talking about me. Okay, we need this more than we thought, I guess. I, I feel like there's people that, that have a very healthy relationship with their Bibles, and they're reading it, and they're, 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 they're growing in that. And, and, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't just look at it and say, God, I want to I just sharpen that up and do a little bit better. But I don't think it ought to be something that, that you're, you're, you're spending time in the presence of God, and, and it's real, and it's humble, and it's sincere, and, and, and some of the things that we're going to get into, and you, you spend time in the Word of God, and you give it a chance to talk to you and challenge you and deal with you, and you're learning more about how great God and His ways are. And, and uh, you don't have to feel guilty about that because it's not twice as long or twice as much, or I don't know as much as somebody else. I don't know as much as lot of folks either but you know let's just let's just get at it and do it don't carry guilt around about it that's not god's will do 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 what you can do your best in that and and ask god to help you ask god to help you praise god you know the thing about the word of god and prayer as well for that matter but the thing about it is somebody asked me uh, here recently about reading the Bible. And, and, and I've noticed for, for a long time, as long as I've been pastoring, helping people uh, uh, get into the Word of God more. And, and, it, and it just goes so hand in hand. If you have a good, solid, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching church, and that's what it needs to be. Amen. It's not about telling a lot of neat stories and trying to make us entertained. or in, It's got to be the gospel. Amen. But if you're spending time in the Word of God daily, it's it's just going to complement, and you're going to see things run side by side so very often. The Bible is is an amazing book. We've spent time talking about how amazing that you can take all these different authors from all these different uh, eras in history, different continents, and uh, uh, and 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 it all just threads together. So amazing! It's I know people say, well, you know, man wrote this. Man was just a secretary. Somebody said, well, he wasn't even there, you know, when when that happened. And and some skeptics and atheists they like to say, you know what? Well, well, Luke wasn't even one of this. He wasn't there. I'm telling you, God inspired every word. Amen. This isn't something that somebody could steal and lock up. It's not something that somebody... God has protected his word and has spoke it through, the Bible says, holy men of old as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's an amazing book. But it's, it's written in such a way that it's more like building a relationship with someone. If I, if I could talk to... To, to married folks maybe right now and, and, and how you try to get to, to know someone of the opposite sex. That's a challenge. It takes some attention. You know, some of us, uh, you know, God gives us a book and some of us don't even like to read, let alone Shakespearean English. You know, some of you, you might say, I used to read a lot. I mean, comics. And, uh, and I will say this, you know, I know there's simplified versions, but I'll tell you, you get yourself, you're going to miss out some things really for sure. But listen to me, God's got his word. And, and if you need an explanation about that, I'd be glad to talk to you about it. I'm just glad folks are trying. I, I really am. I mean that. And if you're trying, keep trying, but, 
But uh, I, I've seen a lot of things say, well, this is just simpler, just the these and the thous. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Some of the richness of why some of those words were, were, were chosen go back into Old Testament shadows and types that, that make it very important that that wording is just like it is. Amen. I'll tell you, just just getting down, I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but a lot of these translations say, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son. I want to tell you, it's important that he was the only begotten son. It's important that he, I say, I'm a son of God, but Jesus was the only begotten son. And that's an important distinction that, that is necessary, amen, for people to know that he is the Messiah, Amen. And on and on we can go, but I don't want to get so hung up on that. I just want you to understand that getting into the word of God, you know, you might say, well, uh, where's my index? I want to find out like a procedures manual. I've got, I've got uh, marriage trouble or I've got uh, trouble with my kids or I've got trouble with money. And, and where's the chapter on that? When you start reading the word of God, it's, it's like a, a relationship. It's 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 uh, complicated. <laughs> it is. You, you're 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 not just going to passages so much and getting, but there's so much involved that you're getting to know Almighty God and who He is and what He likes and what He doesn't like and what makes Him smile and what makes Him angry and and you're spending time in His presence and and and. And just learning to, to know him in a greater way. That takes some time. That takes some time. That takes some focus. One of the things that we are dealing with more so, I believe, in this generation. And I've heard it said, the, the, the cell phone and the, the, the videos that people are watching, little short videos of, uh, of just a couple seconds long sometimes and move on to the next, move on to the next. It, it is rewiring people's brains. It's causing neural pathways, if you will, to be rerouted in a way that people's attention spans are so much shorter and to be able to do something and just be quiet. And focused. Talking about science fiction now. Generation coming up saying, just spend some time quiet in the presence of God. You've got to be thinking about this and go, you need to learn how to just get alone with God. Amen. You need to learn how to, to focus in and let the Holy Ghost talk to you with that still small voice. Amen. To be able to recognize uh, that we are so easily distracted and say, God, help me do better with that. You know how it is. The devil fights you like that. I know he fights me like that. You know, uh, I can go through my day and I don't remember a thing about what I'm supposed to get done today until I start to pray. (laughs) Or if I open up my Bible, oh, I remember I needed to call somebody. Oh, I remember I needed to change a filter over here. I needed to check my oil here. I needed to do this and I need to do that. And, and yeah, oh yeah. Spiritual warfare. So to be able to spend some time and say, okay, this is going to be undistracted time, God. I'm going to spend this with you. I'm going to take a little bit of time and get into the word of God and allow you to talk to me. Amen. Praise God. It's like, it's. It's, listen now, it's not always like a relationship. It's not always about feeling just bubbling out of me. Sometimes, you know, uh, 
prayer and getting in the word of God is just best part of my day. I opened up the word of God and saw something this morning, just just the first verse I opened up in first John. And and, and I just I, I, it about brought tears to my eyes. I, I was like, this is just so good. This is just so, so needed. I love this. And this is why I love. And, and I and I took some time with it. I just took some time right there. I said, God, this is why I love you. I wasn't trying to rush through the verse. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes somebody needs to hear this. If you didn't get through the rest of the chapter, that's okay. If you just stop and have a moment with Jesus, what's the point? Is the point? Oh, hey, did you, are you going to get a gold star? You, you read so much every day and you no, no, wait a minute. What's the point? It's about knowing and loving him. So sometimes you just got to stop and there's been times I've just taken a verse, uh, a chapter and like maybe the, the, uh, 13th chapter, 1 Corinthians about love and all the things about love and just come up here and get on my knees and, and go through that and stop at everyone. Lord, Lord, help me, help me to be, help me to be long suffering. Help me to be kind. Amen. I, I, I want to love. I want to, I want to really have love. I don't want to say I have love. I want to have love. Amen. Well, praise God. I've gotten into Galatians and looked at those fruit of the spirit. And then I went down to the works of the flesh for a while. Amen. So you just take some time with it. Just take some time with it and make sure it means something to you. But it's not all about feeling. There's some days I'm in a hurry. There's some days I'm distracted. There's some days that, well, it's just not going my way and I'm not feeling that unction like I should. That, that doesn't slow me down. Listen, I mean that because I recognize it's not always about that. You know, it, you spend time with with a friend. Sometimes you can be quiet for a while. It doesn't have to just everything be just going, going, going. You know, not every day uh, of my wife and I's relationship is just a honeymoon. Amen. Sometimes it's just, you know, but it's important. And I recognize I, it's not just always easy for me to focus like that and feel something and get something. Amen. Maybe you're just in the middle of one of your favorite books like Leviticus. And you just, I don't, I don't get this. I'm not, I'm not seeing why I'm here. Just take some time. That's God's word. That's good enough. I might read a little bit of Leviticus if I'm in there. And I get, I like Leviticus. I've done some, some, some teaching out of Leviticus and Jesus is on every line. And if you recognize that, you'll, you'll be, get excited about it. It's shadows of Jesus. Amen. But, uh, but if I feel like I'm getting bogged down, I'll still work my way through. Amen. If you haven't worked your way through the Bible yet, you should. I know we're all spirit led, man. God's just going to tell me where to read today. Well, why does God never read lead you to Habakkuk? Isn't there anything good there? God don't even like it. And you're going to meet him someday and he's going to say, what do you think about my book? And you're going to be, oh man, there's Daniel. Hey, Daniel, lions. Hey, I'll get right back to you, buddy. You're not going to dodge him for eternity. But say, Jesus wrote that book. I said, God wrote that book. Amen. Work your way through it. Sometimes I'll go ahead and I'll just I'll, I'll read a little bit of that and then go into Psalms or or, or or the New Testament. But I'll get back to it. And and systematically, I know, like I said, oh, I'm more spirit led than that. You know, sometimes folks are so spirit led. They don't ever cha- They never get into a challenge or a, something that requires a little discipline. So it's kind of telling to me that's not always the spirit. Right. It's just con- spirit of convenience, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
you know, work your way through the word of God. You know, if I'm working my way through the Old Testament and the spirit of God does say, hey, you know what? There's something over here somewhere. Hey, I'm, I'm not saying to say no to God. But it's all there for a reason. And it's not always about feeling when I pray. I want my heart to be just, you know what the Bible says it is. King James Version says it's a, in, my heart is indicting over a matter. It just means to just be bubbling over, you know, gushing. And uh, I like that. And sometimes I, that's how I like my prayers to be. And I like when God's, you know, just gushing right back towards me with his love and his mercy. But if it's not all that, I, I still need to be in his presence. And I have realized that my feelings can be really stupid sometimes. Really. My feelings just don't line up with what I, I can tell my feelings. Listen, get in line. And I can do things in spite of my feelings. Amen. There's sometimes we do some things. Praise God. You, and it's just, you know, it's getting together. Sometimes there's some folks you got to get together with. And I told Sister Daphne one time, it's, kind of, well, it's just kind of like cleaning behind the toilet. You know, you got to get back there and clean that occasionally. You don't have to have fun, but it, it needs to be done. You get back. You don't want a bunch of junk back there that shouldn't be there. So, uh, you know, I don't want that to be my prayer life, but I understand my feelings don't always line up with just how they should. Sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes you can forgive somebody and and still have to deal with the thoughts that are in your mind and the sting that you're feeling. Sometimes you put things into God's hands and you say, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to I've given it to God. But your, your, your feelings are still there, you know, like. Why did they ever do that to me? And you just got to casting your cares upon him. And that's the same way sometimes with relationships. I, I don't get, I really don't think you find out who your friends are when things are tough. Say, well, I'm your friend, but I was going through some things. Friends, fair weather friends don't aren't friends. You know, I, I really I wanted to be a friend, but I had a lot on. So I'm sorry I said all what? No, you could do better than that. And you definitely can do better than that with God. I might not feel, I might feel like everybody is against me and, and, and that can't keep me out of his presence or out of his word. My feelings shouldn't stop me from saying, God, like Job, Job worshiped God on the worst day of his life. His wife said, what's wrong with you? He said, are you, you talking like a foolish child? Amen. I'm going to give God glory no matter what I'm going through. My feelings can can be just just not what I want them to be. I don't have a lot of confidence in that. But by faith, I just say, God, I know. I know who you are. I know how good you are. And I'm not going to let that keep me from prayer. I'm not going to let that keep me from your word. Amen. It, it doesn't make any sense. I'm going through so much. And that's when you need God the most. But I just don't feel that doesn't matter. Can you imagine one of your children going through a lot of things? I just feel so bad. I'm so glad you're here with me. Right? But I, I can't give you anything. I'm miserable. I'm hurt. Come on, let me give you a hug. God will do that for you. God, I'm just going to stay out of your word because I'm frustrated and I'm going through some things. I'm not going to say it like I want to. Did you ever read the book of Psalms? Did you ever read some things like Lamentations? These are things that are God... These people are going through some things and they're pouring out their complaint. God can handle it. 
It's like building a relationship, but it's not all about feelings. It's about there's there's something about consistency. There's something about discipline. I know people don't like to hear that because it all just be flowing in the spirit. And I believe in flowing in the spirit. But there's some days, you know, it's just you're in a battle and you're not feeling it the way you're the flowing like you want. It doesn't mean the spirit's not flowing. Just go ahead and get into the word of God anyway. Get into prayer anyway. Spend some time there. Maybe give God a chance to to get things flowing. Amen. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15 says, what is it then? I hope somebody can hear this tonight. I really, I'm really praying that somebody will, that it'll spark some, some, some renewal in your prayer time and in your time in the word of God. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. What is it then? I will pray in the spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I'll sing in the spirit. And I'll sing with the understanding also. Sometimes if we're not careful like any relationship and get dry and routine. I'm not suggesting because I'm saying to be disciplined that you need to get used to dead dry prayers. Let God's Spirit get into your time in the Word. Let God's Spirit get into your time of prayer. Amen. Let the Holy Ghost pray through you and let God's power work in you. Amen. Talk to God and help. Let ask God for His Spirit to bring the Word of God to life to you. Amen. To, to apply it to your life, to talk to you, to reveal himself to you. Amen. Pray before you read the word of God. Think about what you're doing when you get into the word of God. Think about what you're doing when you go to pray. And think about the point of it. Amen. I appreciate it. I, I'm going to use this as, as an example. And if I was smarter, I'd use a different example. But I appreciate folks who say, man, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for your family every day. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Pray, pray regularly for me. Pray for my family. Praise God. But man, when you get in the presence of the Lord, you know, there's just some times let God have his way. If God just wants to get you stuck on worship and stuck in loving him, that's all right. Amen. Don't, don't, don't say, hey, God, this is good, but, you know, I still need to, I need your prayers. But let the Holy Ghost work in your prayers. Because you know what? Sometimes maybe when you're speaking in tongues and the Holy Ghost is given that utterance, like it says in Romans, the eighth chapter, and you're interceding with groanings, which cannot be uttered. Maybe you're praying for me then and for things that they don't even know that I need that prayer about. Amen. So let the Holy Ghost work. Let the Holy Ghost work in it. Praise God. But I will say this. I've met some folks already. I know maybe you think this is. I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd be very careful with something like this. But I have met some folks. It just seemed like they never, never, never prayed with their understanding. I don't know if you've ever run into somebody like that. But I know growing up and in church, some folks, it just is for right out of the gate, man. They're speaking in tongues 100%. And I've never heard anything but that. And, I, and I've never seen anybody do real good that didn't wasn't able to just really stop and say, you know what, God? I need to talk to you right now. 
I'm all about. I believe what Paul said. Thank God that I speak in tongues more than y'all. He said, forbid not to speak in tongues. I believe in it. I'm not against it. I'm telling you, it's good. But he said, I'll pray in the spirit and with my understanding. There's some times you need to have a heart to heart talk with God and God will lead you into that. And if that produces spirit filled prayer, thank God for that. Amen. But I have found just an amazing depth in getting closer to God with with both just being just real. Let God. Amen. I'm not telling you every day if you speak in tongues, that's not too much. But make sure that you have the ability to open up your heart and talk to God. Amen. Praise God. Give God time to talk to you. Give God time to talk to you. Say, why doesn't God talk to us more? I think God's saying, why don't people listen more? I think sometimes... Well, I know for a fact one of the biggest hindrances of people hearing from God is they don't want to hear what from God. They say they do. They want to hear about great, great prophecies and great mountains to be moved, but they don't want God to say, throw down your idols. Amen. Give up your sins. So they're saying, oh, why isn't God doing a lot? He doesn't, he doesn't do a lot if, you don't, if you're hardening your heart. If you won't let him be God and say what he wants to say, he's not going to be your ventriloquist dummy. You can't go put your words in his mouth and, you know, pull a little lever and say, hey, this, you know what, God, no, let God talk to you. He'll he'll encourage you. He'll wrap his arms around you and reassure you that he's there. But he'll also correct you. And if you don't think that's exciting, then you need to know what a great father he is. Amen. Listen, listen to God's spirit talk to you. Don't be afraid for him to correct you. Don't be afraid for him to say, you know, I'm going to help you do better next time. You know, if you listen to God, sometimes we just have this routine that we go through where we fail the same way we've always failed. And we say, I'm sorry, God. Oh, I'm so glad he's merciful that he'll forgive me every time I plan to sin. Mm, Maybe not. If you listen, he'll say, hey, next time, let's do it this way. Yeah, next time, let's stay away from that. Next time, let's not get so close to that. Maybe there's some things that we can help you do, and God will lead you and teach you and help you to grow. Amen? He'll get you out of your comfort zone. See, there's a lot of people that don't want to get out of their comfort zone. I want to see miracles happen. Well, God tells you to get bold and do something for him. Reach out to some, amen, and obey him. Not everybody that always just does their best to, to follow God and be bold. It's, it's, they're not the, the most popular person. But, you know, just keep on trying to obey him. Yeah. Amen. Listen to him. Pay attention to him. Get in the word of God and think about what he's saying to you. If you've got questions, ask him. I know it's not always so clear to you, but, but ask him first. Amen. If you have to look up something, it's, it's not too tough now with phones that we can, you can click on things and find out the definition of a word. Amen. And sometimes that's just one thing leads to another and it's not as easy as, as even that, but a lot of times it is that. You just find out what that is. How many times do you read something you don't know what it is and you just skipped right over it rather than say, hey, that's, God's talking to you. Let him talk to you. But not only know what it says. Because really, just because somebody can quote just exactly where it is or quote the exact phraseology of it all, 
the bottom line is, what does it tell you about him? What does it tell you about God? What does it tell you about you? What are you reading it for? What is it telling you how to be better? Is it challenging you to be better? I'll tell you one thing everybody ought to be able to do at any time. What's God working on you? What's God dealing with you? There ought to be something that you're saying, God, I, I, I want to do better. Thank God for that testimony tonight. I, I want to do better. Help pray for me. I want to do better. And, and God will work on you. And, and, you know, the Word of God is sharp, powerful, two-edged sword. It'll get down to sometimes what's really holding us back. Not a bunch of cute stories. Not a lot of neat stuff about how confident you can be and how... But sometimes just that sword of the spirit, the word of God, getting down deep into our hearts and dealing with some things. You got to be honest with yourself. God's not going to. Self-deception is the worst. You know, we talk about deceivers in these last days. We talk about false prophets, false teachers. You see that all through Matthew 24 and any kind of uh, prophetic uh, end times passages. You'll just see that over and over again more than anything. But self-deception is the worst. When people are just, I, I, I know I'm doing so good. I keep telling myself over and over and all I see in the Bible is what I want to see. If you can be honest with yourself, it's so important it's so important to be able to say, okay, God, just like the disciples are sitting around the, the, the Last Supper and they said, is it I? So important to be able to be honest with yourself and say, God, I've struggled here. Don't be embarrassed. If you were the devil, this is where you'd attack you. Amen. If you were the devil, you'd try to get people not praying and out of the word of God. Amen. You got to see it that way. That's the devil. So what, I don't care what's keeping you out of the Bible, keeping you from really making it real. That's the devil. You think the devil flattened your tire? That's, that's just, you know, cheap tires or old tires. What the devil is going to do is get you out of, get, get your, get your sword dull. Amen. Get you out of the presence of God. Because when you come in the presence of God, God's going to tell you, you've got power over that serpent. So I'm just telling you, it's it's what the devil does. My prayer life has been maybe you're thinking my prayer life has just not been what it should be. It's been routine or maybe absent a lot. I've been really just not not having a, a really intense, loving time with God that refreshes me and strengthens me. That's the devil. How, I mean, how much more plain could it be? If you were the devil, that's what you'd do. Amen. You look, go back to Pharaoh in Egypt, and you know what he did? He put more work on them. They were just so busy and so tired. They, they're talking about going out and worshiping God. He said, make them busier. That's the devil. you got to make time. you got to make time. Brother Johnny Carroll, that prayer warrior that way. Uh, it's a plan to pray, plan to spend time in the word of God. Amen. But you got to ask yourself, you got to be honest with yourself. Don't kid yourself and say, it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. It's embarrassing that I'm not really. No, this is, this is crucial. Every Christian that desires to, to be the best they can be. This is where you start. I want to know the word of God better. I want to learn. And that's, that's why you're here to, to, that, because we're, we're going to stay in the word. 
We're going to stay in the word. We're going to point you to the word. We're going to help you get the word into you. This is not about you coming here because Brother Flosser knows. He, uh, Pastor knows all the, uh, you know, all that Bible, man. He knows the word of God. I, I, I pray I do. That's my desire to be that guy. Amen. But I don't want to be just the guy that knows it. I want to be the guy that helps you get it. Prayer. Prayer that is real. And you be honest with yourself and say, my, my prayer time, my, my time in the Word of God, I struggle. I've been struggling. Let's, let's, let's pray about that. Let's get better at that. Let's start looking at, at, at where we're stumbling in this and what we can do better. Amen. And, and if you need more help than that, you need some ideas on what we can do to, to just try to get that better. Let, I want to help you do better. But just pray about it. And to put in the time. Take a little bit of time every day and just, just say, this is going to be my time with God. Undistracted. Praise God. Make a date. Amen. This is my time with God. Song of Solomon. The first chapter, just the first couple lines of verse 4. Is a, well, Song of Solomon is a, is a love song. And... On the surface, the top layer, it's really God's stamp of approval on romantic love within a covenant of marriage. And it celebrates that very plainly. It celebrates it very, very clearly as well. But the next layer is really kind of a shadow of of the bride and the bridegroom in a spiritual sense. And the bride says to the bridegroom in verse 4 of Song of Solomon 1, Draw me, we will run after thee. I feel like God's drawing us closer to him. God's not interested in a whole lot of things that look good on the surface, but not just having that loving, devoted relationship with you. He's not interested in you putting in the time just merely just going, you know, kind of sort of reading a little bit here and there. And this is his love letter to you. I I said it earlier. Let me say it again. I I know there's devotionals out there. I'm not against devotionals, uh, but they're supplement. This is God's love letter to you. Work your way through this. Take some time in the word and let it let him. Show his love for you. Spend time. He's drawing us. Why don't you run after him? Why don't you look at your time in prayer? He's not just interested in, in, in a life that, that is religious. He's, he's looking for, for, for the reality of, of your devotion to him. That's, you know, you ever hear anybody call their, their, their time in the word, their time in prayer, their devotional time or their devotions? Because we're devoting that time to him. It's, it's a heartfelt, it needs to be more than just a, just a, a, an obligation. God wants us. Now, like I said, there's times, there's times where maybe, maybe we're going through some things and it's, and, and, but it's not just an obligation. This is, this is knowingly God, my emotions aren't where I want to be, but I love your word and I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time. I love you and I want you to talk to me. Help me today. Help me in your presence. Help me not to be uh, distracted. Help me to help me to be devoted to you at this time. Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I know, I know as I prepared this tonight that there's people here that I, I really do believe you've got your, your time with God is, 
is important to you. But you've been attacked. There's spiritual battles going on and there. You've been attacked. And, and this is one of those things that maybe we don't like to admit, but but our our relationship with God has got to be based on more than just our will and what we're going through, what we want. But we got to spend some time with God and say, okay, God, I, I, you know, before I even ask what I want, you know what I feel like I need and can't live without. But God, what are you trying to tell me? What do you want from me, God? You know what I've found more than ever? I'm sure I've said it to you time and time again, but let me tell you again. When I go to God and I say, God, I've told you everything I want, but God, what do you want? And He always first takes me back to that devotion, loving Him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. See, He wants that time with you. It's not just about what He can do for you, like Brother Mike was saying. But it's about Him and who He is. It's not what I can get from Him. It's what He means to me. That's what makes the Word so valuable. That's His words. That's His heart. That's Him manifesting Himself through His Word. And in prayer, as we spend time with Him, and His presence just baptizes us, soaks us. It'll affect you. It'll help you to grow. It'll help you to to learn more of who He is. It'll strengthen you when you're weak. Let's all just examine the time we spend in His Word. The time not putting unrealistic expectations. Not carrying around guilt about how we could do so much more, but just just entering in more. That heartfelt, sincere love for His Word and for His presence. Come on, let's find a place to pray. God, you're so good. are right there in His presence. Past your pride, past all the busyness is there, right with Him. Sometimes some fear 
fears and the doubts and the worries. If you get into his word, he's right there. The answer's right there. about that that time where you just shut the door come into this presence undistracted oh help us God help us God to be undistracted we're living in a generation where people have just allowed themselves to be distracted they've allowed themselves to just be so pulled in to wasting time on their phones wasting so much time and this and that so much busyness and so little devotion you got to make up your mind this is more valuable i can't survive like this i'll run to you god just draw me this needs to be my priority my time with you god hallelujah thank you jesus thank you lord Let's all stand. God, we love you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for worship, the good testimonies, God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Draw us. Draw us closer to you. Draw us. Teach us. Teach us to pray. Teach us, Lord, to spend time in your presence. Teach us, Lord, to spend time in your word. We love you, God. Bless your people now, God. Keep us safe as we travel. Lord, bless the coming days if you tarry. Lord, bless them for your glory. We love you, God. We ask it all in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. God bless you. Praying for you.